Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this Sunday morning satsang. Before we begin, just let's take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, just find a comfortable place to sit. Be comfortable. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Just greet that peace in your eyes. Taste that calmness. Relax your facial muscles. Think of a beautiful flower unfolding your facial muscles just softening. Relax your neck, shoulders, spine. Soften the belly and get grounded, grounded. Imagine the breath rising from that grounding, expanding towards your heart and opening like a flower. Hold this image as the breath comes up from the navel towards the heart. Beautiful lotus unfolds in your heart. As the breath begins to leave, all the petals of the lotus come closing in the center. With each breath, you're holding this image of opening the heart lotus and the closing of the heart lotus. Now, with utmost attention, Keep the lotus open. Keep the lotus open, detach it from the breath, totally focused on your heart. Heart sky, Hridayakash. Lotus of the heart fully open. You can almost see each petal in its perfection. Pause the breath for a moment. Wherever the breath is, just pause it. 
and release it before you begin to stress out. Now we take our attention to the center of the forehead. Imagine a triangle between the two eye sockets and center of the forehead. Top of the triangle is shining with light right in the center of the forehead. Once you are there, again, pause the breath and totally concentrate in the center of the forehead. Light emerges from the depth of your consciousness. It's so white, it's almost blue, blue pearl. Release your breath and gently open your eyes. <clears throat> Thank you, first of all, to take this time from your busy life. This little gathering is called Satsang. In Kaliyug, in this day and age, Satsang has been given a great importance towards our evolution. Like-minded people gather together and in this opportunity that we have been given through digital media that no matter what part of the world you are in, we can gather virtually and be in each other's company. It's the feeling of connectedness. We are not alone. There are like-minded people scattered all over the world and it's a very sweet feeling. Every week I speak about something, whatever comes in my mind. As you all know, I never prepare my talks. I sit with you and just let it flow. Whatever needs to be shared. And I don't really say anything new that you already don't know. But it resonates with you. That's why you are here. You are already aware of the basic teachings of the ashram. The basic teaching is sadhana and seva. 
Sadhana is the effort that we make to come closer to our divinity, our fullness, our wholeness is called sadhana. Any effort we make to come closer to God that dwells within us, that fullness that is our true nature, the truth that is our true nature. Satyam Shivam Sundaram, truth, pure consciousness, and the bliss. So connecting with our fullness, this effort we make to connect with our fullness is called sadhana. Overflow of that fullness into the world is seva, selfless service. Overflow of that fullness. I, I see lots of organizations and people engage in selfless service, in seva. But is it truly selfless service? seeking self-gratification. People do something good. In exchange, they want their name printed on the paper, in the paper. You do something good to somebody, you want it to be acknowledged and thanked. If there is a desire even to be thanked and acknowledged, that service is not coming from a place of fullness. There is some kind of emptiness that needs to be filled through acknowledgement. I'm not saying don't do it if you have that. I'm just pointing it out that the selfless service that we do, we can take it to a higher place. Most of the time I speak about sadhana, but today I will speak about seva. I have just mentioned that overflow of that fullness that we acquire, that we connect with through our sadhana, the overflow of that fullness in the world is seva. Sadhana and seva are not really two different things. Now I'm taking it to another level. Seva, selfless service, the act of service can become sadhana. In many traditions, there has been a place for this engaging in selfless service. And there are so many levels of this seva. You can become Mother Teresa. She went in there, she didn't really bring all this thing with us, with her, and she started in a very humble place and built this. 
it grew. She didn't build it, it grew. But that's not the only form of seva. Seva truly means living in the world with attitude of what can I do for you? Living with that attitude. What can I do for you? Not putting myself first, but putting the other's interest first. If my action is coming from that place, that by this little action will make the other feel better. Most of the time we are wired to put our interest first, our self first, our like, dislike first. It happens in our heart if we really truly love someone. That feeling comes inside. What can I do to make this person feel a little better? Connect with that feeling. And the action that arises from that feeling. That is the bhav, that is the attitude that is needed in the spirit of seva. It's not calculating. It comes from that fullness. I am full. I'm feeling grateful. I'm full of love. Now out of that comes the action. And it happens on so many levels. You know, um, I remember uh, growing up in the village, my father had a little ritual. Uh, I was just thinking about that. And very simple ritual it was. We as little kids would watch him and it, it was like a part of usual, his usual way of living. Whenever the lunch was brought into him, all made up in thali, rice, dal, sabji, chapati, all these things. he will take little pieces from everyone just before he started eating and put a little portion, little rice, little dal, little sabji, little piece of chapati in a small bowl and set it aside. And at the very end, he didn't finish up the whole plate. He's left a little bit of everything and that put it in another bowl. The first bowl, the one that he took out before eating, was given to the cow. And the last bowl, the second bowl, was given to the dog. And at least in India, you were living on a farm. You got cows, you got dogs, and you, you have all these. Here we don't. But what a beautiful gesture it was that before, and I have seen people here, food is brought on there in front of them and sometimes people just attack the food. Just start putting in their mouth. 
greeting the food, being grateful, then that's honoring the food is really taking it out for something and for some other creature and saving a little bit for some other creature and then I'm in the middle. It's a very small gesture, but it really sets the tone. that I am not just always engaged in serving myself. I am living in the world and sharing it with the rest. <clears throat> not sharing equally, but just even the gesture of that starts some inner chemical change. How do we translate that kind of action in our daily life here? We don't have a cow waiting for their little food and we don't have a dog that will eat our food. Dog has, some dogs have even fancier food than we do. So, To bring that spirit in our life, I feel like what the way I bring that in, something is in front of me that I want. Before I go and bring it in to that please myself, I say, well, if I, I don't need it, I just save it. I can do without it. But the resources that will be going towards that could go towards some charity. Making those small little sacrifices like that is a very good practice. Something that very small that you can just have it, but play with that energy of wanting and the energy of the self gratification and offer this to some charity of, that you feel that could go to someone in need. It could be a quarter, it could be a dollar, it could be five dollars, whatever, but dedicate that towards that. And I'm sure you, we as a children, we were, have given that kind of training that you used to have a little container and you put something in there and someday you open it. And I was thinking maybe um, it could be a part of this, our practice on the full moon. You start that on the new, new moon and on the full moon, you open it up and offer it to some charity if you're in your town. At full moon, we do have an at the ashram, offering of the gratitude. And this way, this little practice that we start on the new moon, on the full moon, open their box and give it to some charity. Our sadhana 
spiritual practice that we talk about all the time, it's not only sitting on the meditation cushion and uh, repeating your mantra and how do we bring that in our daily life? We live a spiritual life. We live that attitude. We have the Sonoma Ashram for the last 30 years and I have come across all kinds of people and we have created beautiful platform for Seva. In India, we have all these orphanages, schools, hospitals. People have been very generous. I'm not saying that, not being clever here, that you save that and you give it to the ashram, you give it to the charity in your town. It's more about how to bring that spirit of seva and the teaching of that into your life. People give us money, you know, they gave at the end of the year. But are they really being served? That's the question. The people who are giving, you could write sit down and write a big check at the end of the year and give it. How to bring the spirit of giving in our day-to-day -day life? That's what was on my mind. that we lift that attitude and make a ritual out of it. And maybe every day, if a desire is there for something, can I stop myself from flowing in that direction and buying it and having it? But offer that flower, just I'm calling it a flower, the desire. Offer that flower at the feet of the divine mother, the guru. And that is in that form, that seva. And be very conscious about it. Okay, I can have it, I want it, I can afford it. But I'm not going to have it. I'm going to offer this towards this. And not a big thing, very small. It's not matter, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. I see, I see, I have come across many people who do engage in seva. And seva is not only monetary exchange or this or that, seva could be many other forms thinking of the other's interest first. And once you have done it, once you have done it, take a step back and really see what was there. Did it really come from a place of fullness or you are expecting some kind of gratitude? and be aware of that. And that is the habit that we need to work on. And nobody knows that except you, that whether this action has come from a place of fullness and 
or it has come from a place of guilt or, you know, there is lots of times we do good out of guilt also. Shouldn't come from a place of guilt or greed. Greed means wanting something in return. The highest kind of giving is you give with the right hand and the left hand doesn't know that you are giving. There was a great poet named Rahim at the time of Akbar. I don't remember the couplet, it's not coming to my mind right now, but the gist of that is whenever Rahim was known for to be a Danavir, one who was a great giver, he never turned anyone down. Whatever he had, if they came for it, he will give it to them. But when he was giving, he would never look in the eyes of the person who he was giving to. He will always look at their feet. You look at their feet and give. So someone asked him that, why do you do this? He said, there is a fear. If I look in the eyes of the person who is receiving, my ego may jump in that I'm giving and you are receiving. The truth is, I am not giving. It's somebody else who is giving through me. I'm just being the medium. This is why I lower my eyes to the feet of the receiver so my ego does not come in to be acknowledged. As I was mentioning earlier that seva can become sadhana because when we are living with this attitude, we see the divine in each, in the, each individual. And that is the highest form of spiritual practice. That to be able to see the divinity in each and in everything. I'm not giving to a person, I'm giving to a divine being. I'm giving to God. That's what Mother Teresa said. You know, she, I read her diaries and a pretty troubled life she lived. But her practice was, one thing that kept her going was she saw Jesus in each person who she served. And that little spirit that she kept nurturing in her, that she saw the presence of Christ in each person who came to her to be served. May we see the presence of divine in the one who comes to us in need. And we serve from that place.
the ultimate goal of any spiritual practice is to see the divinity in yourself and in everyone else around you. So the sadhana can become, seva can become sadhana. If we just look at that, our own inner sentiment when we are engaging in, in this act. Nowadays, there are many, many organizations and I see uh, there is lots of positioning, posturing, ways to cajole and provoke and to raise funds. And then they call it, I'm doing seva. No. Seva is that which comes from the fullness. I'm grateful. This is my dharma. This is my duty. I'm blessed. I have so much from, in comparison to so many people in the world, I have been totally blessed. This is my dharma to do something for those in need. This is spiritual. Let's set all that aside, even how about some other things that we can do in the spirit of seva? What, do, what are we doing to make the world a little better? What are we doing to make the world a little better? If I can't do anything, can I at least plant some flowers or trees, make the ground look where I live look a little better? grow a flower that opens up and smiles and somebody looks at that flower and maybe a smile can come on their face. So any act that we do to bring a smile on someone's face is also seva. I remember when I went to Baba, my guru, in Banaras. I was looking for happiness. He's a young man. As long as you're living for yourself, you're not going to find that happiness. Look for that happiness in the smiles of others, particularly the smiles that are caused by your actions. That was the mantra he gave to me and that mantra changed my life i was a young man looking for happiness in all kinds of things but you wake up every morning with the same hangover and i thought having things and going on vacations and changing places and this and that will make me happy no the happiness inside has to change on a very 
subtle level and it that becomes the source can i live with a spirit of bringing a smile on others face can i live with the spirit of making the world a little better without having the desire inside of self gratification instead of having that desire can there be humility and it's not like when we engage in seva we don't get anything we get plenty we get plenty but not what we think we should be getting how everything in the world is nothing but vibration everything depending on what kind of mood are we in that kind of vibration is constantly coming out of our being if through our actions we put a smile on someone's face the moment they smile the vibration coming out of their being in that moment comes and finds me touches me sometimes you notice you are sitting there and all of a sudden you feel good why because you have done something and somebody is benefiting from it and the vibration coming out of their body is touching you maybe you have planted a flower somewhere and somebody is appreciating that flower although you are not there to see if they are really enjoying it you could be somewhere else but if somebody is enjoying that flower that you have planted and they are saying ah that moment they are saying ah nice flower the vibration coming out of their being is coming and touching you that's called law of karma any karm that we do any action we do if it brings joy in someone's heart in that moment the vibration coming out of that joyful heart touch comes and touches me in the form of blessing so whenever you are feeling a little down and you're not feeling good about yourself just this is the best thing we can do shift the energy from that to do something that can bring a smile on someone's face and there are so many ways to do that i'll be here it's a um, i would like to just stop right here and uh, love to hear from you what's coming to your mind and if you have any reflections any questions thank you all for listening